Oh, God. Okay. Oh, fuck. This doesn't get any less weird. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pokemon Aftermath. We are short two players today due to some last minute whatever the hell I said I was going to say before. I don't remember because I'm super tired. Obligations. Obligations. There we go. Real life, real life obligations. There you go. Yes, we do have lives. We are not just nerds who play Pokemon all day. <laughs> as much as we wish we could be. Yes. Well, <laughs> let's see. Um, the first nerd I have with me is Blake, who plays Zarin. What's up? <laughs> and then we have Len, who plays Amelia. Hello. And last but not least, we have Levi, who plays Zephyr. Hello. All right. So, without further ado, shall we get into this? Let's do it. And cue the intro. <laughs> but I don't remember how it goes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody want to do the um, recap? I was traumatized most of last episode, so I don't know that I would be the best <laughs> recapper. <laughs> um, I know they came back and found me outside, like across from the door. Karen, get your arms. <laughs> yeah, right. My arms were not great. Um, I was confused. We, man, yeah, because I missed the session before the group. I was with with. I had to do my own session, so I was not in that one. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all recap it because y'all have more context for what happened last time. So after we found uh, Zarin, we proceeded to go look for the next key, which led us to a cave behind a waterfall, which Zarin also coincidentally froze in the process. <laughs> In the cave, we found a huge black obelisk. One side was like super cold and the other side was super warm. <laughs> and then there was two gems embedded on opposite sides of the obelisk. And then in front of either of those gems were two coins. And then together, those two coins made one of the keys. And that is actually all I remember because I think I think we just camped after that. Yeah, I think you guys went back to um, Apom's hidey hole. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Kat got some crazy text messages <laughs> from her mother and some sweeter grand sweeter text messages from her grandmother, and then ran off back to town. And um, we're saying Violet went after her. 
And then Katrina had a short little, you know, argument with her mother back at the back in town. And that is where we left off. So you all wake up, or I guess you all, the three of you, wake up at Eight Palms, Heidi Hole, back in the forest. So what are you all to do? Probably stretch, because I imagine we slept very poorly on the dirt outside. You guys, <laughs> you guys slept poorly. This is great. Who needs <laughs> joints, right? Well, Amelia, also, Amelia also has a oh, tent with her. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Amelia, Which Amelia I have like not those. been using most of the time. <laughs> uh. Just like, oh, what's up, peasants? Yeah, it's it's a great tent. I'm glad you asked. No, I will not be sharing. <laughs> <laughs> the tent is for the Pokemon. No one else, myself included. <laughs> well, we were going. We were headed towards the like ponds, weren't we? Or was it the grassland? The ponds were where you just were. Okay. I think y'all are gonna go to the meadows next. I guess we should go to the meadows then. Just keep trying to find the keys. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what we'll run into along the way. Yeah, who knows? We may not even reach the key this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a new day, actually. So somebody, can somebody roll a D... What is it, a D20? Just a straight D20, an event check? Sure. Yeah, one of you guys do it. Okay, let me grab, let me grab a D20 <laughs> I like. Some of these didn't treat me very well in my other D&D game yesterday, so I'm a little little cautious here. I think this is the first event check of the whole of full cast, because I kept forgetting that they existed. Oh. <laughs> well, not great. I got an eight. <laughs> okay. Hey, in some cultures, eight's a lucky number. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's pretty much... That's pretty much exactly what's going to happen anyway. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so, you guys head off towards the, the the meadowed edge of Eterna Forest. So, as you guys venture deeper and deeper into the meadows of Eterna Forest, you stumble upon a serene clearing that's just bathed in dappled sunlight. And in the center of this clearing stands this massive centuries-old elderwood tree with its trunk adorned with vibrant flowers of every hue. And at the base of the tree, you see three little flowers. Like three... They almost look like made out of gemstones that are embedded in the actual base of the tree itself. You see one red, one blue, and one yellow. Mm. And... As you guys get closer and closer to this tree, you start hearing this soft, melodic tune just fill the air that's emanating from this tree. Hmm. I'm nervous. Uh, I, I guess... Harry, hey, Palm. You guys know this tree? Palm. Not really. Palm. What about you, Terry? Like... Really? Neither of you are familiar with this tree? Oh, you might. Fair enough. It's a magic tree. <laughs> I turn and look at you with the Nick Cage face of, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> look, in my defense, we're used to 
we're used to Pokemon doing what seem to be physically impossible things by our current understanding of science. We are not used to magic. That is different. <laughs> Maybe for you. Say that when you're looking of a giant bird that's made out of permafrost. Okay. <laughs> and a guy that can levitate himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I maintain that's elemental, elemental fuckery and psychic power, not magic. <laughs> different things. <laughs> oh, as long as no one pulls out a pencil and does a magic trick, we're good. <laughs> like the bendy pencil. <laughs> Do you, would you like to see a magic trick? Wham! <laughs> All right, so you guys approach the tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing back. <laughs> okay. So as you approach the tree, you see three tiny little doors appear under each one of the flowers. And as you see this small little Pokemon, like hanging on to this flower, it just floats out of each of the doors, each with the color flower corresponding with the flower that's on the tree. And here I will send you an image of one of them. I'll send you an image of the yellow one. Just imagine the yellow flower. There's also one with blue and there's also one with red. Okay, okay those are cute though. Those are. <laughs> <laughs> I whip out my Pokedex. Okay, yeah. So you pull out your Pokedex and it says, doo-doo-doo, blow it. The single bloom Pokemon. It flutters around fields of flowers and cares for flowers that are starting to wilt. It draws out the power of flowers to battle. So it has flower power? <laughs> it does have flower power. <laughs> the ultimate hippie. It also says uh, terrifying energy is concealed within its ominous flower, but Floette still swings it about innocently. Well, that escalated quickly. That's not ominous at all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to stand back here. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of start just floating towards you. As they're, they're, this is what this kind of melodic singing is coming from. They're, they're singing as they flow towards you. And you hear this emanating voice in your head. Does it seem like malicious or anything? <laughs> Roll an insight check. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Wait, all of us are just, um... I mean, if you're trying to determine what this voice wants, then go ahead. Yeah, might as well. Um, I rolled an 18 with my modifier. That's including your modifier? I don't think I got quite yeah. that high. So it doesn't feel malicious. Okay. It feels more embracing, actually. Still seems slightly threatening to me, but I'll take it. So it says... I have to think of what this voice sounds like. Ooh, I don't know if I can get my voice as deep as I want it to be. <laughs> you should just get like a voice modulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to deal with that. So <laughs> that's fair. It goes. Welcome, young travelers to the heart of Eterna's embrace. I am the guardian of this sacred grove, the Elderwood Tree. You have ventured far, and your paths have led you here for a purpose. You stand before the Enchanted Blossom Challenge, a test of your bonds with your Pokemon and the strength within your hearts. 
to unlock the secrets of this forest and reveal the path forward, you must prove your courage, resilience, and inner harmony. And as it's, as you hear this voice, you see the tree's leaves start to shimmer in various colors, which mirror the floet guardians that await you. And you feel this voice directly into your souls. And it says, To those who carry the weight of traumatic memories, you shall face the trial of harmony, confronting your fears and finding the strength to heal. As the floet with the red flower floats over to Zarin and lands on your shoulder. Oh, fun. Um, wait, which shoulder? Because <laughs> that now matters. The, the right shoulder. Oh, fun. The pitch is on fire. Well, let's hope that's appropriate. <laughs> and then it says, To those who have traveled through the corridors of time, you shall undergo the trial of tranquility. Embracing the flow of time's currents and seeking answers. As the blue floet floats over to Amelia and lands on your shoulder. I hold my hand out with a face of, yeah, that's, that's me. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just lands ever so gently in your, in your hand and it lands into your hand and it literally weighs like almost nothing. And then it says... To those who bear the legacy of a parent's absence, you shall meet the trial of fertility. That's not what I wanted to say. (laughs) 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 Roll roll a constitution saving throw. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I don't like this game anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's try that again, shall we? (laughs) Oh, man. You shall meet the trial of vitality. (laughs) Proving your independence and growth. And then this voice just carries this air of, like, wisdom and knowledge that, you know... Oh, I forgot to say, the yellow... The yellow (laughs) bluet floats over to Zephyr and then lands on like we'll say it lands on your head because why not why does everything like landing on my head (laughs) good question (laughs) and it uh, then it asks fuck that doesn't ask that (laughs) as you can tell that is my placement word when i don't know what to say you did say it was a trial of fertility (laughs) i mean (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) <laughs> uh, as all the floets use sweet scent. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're cosbying us. <laughs> Sorry, that was totally inappropriate. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, do we pass out though? Is that are we about to go on a on a little trip? Because I feel like that's that's where this. Is. No. <laughs> I mean, not well, of that knows? sort, but you know, just uh, <laughs> you know, like an emotional journey more so. <laughs> Which of you is to step forward and await their trial first? I guess I'll go. <laughs> Good. I was not in a hurry. My arms are already like <laughs> tingling. I'm I'm just anxious. <laughs> okay, so. Zephyr, you volunteer to go first? Yep. Alright. So, 
the fluette that is on your hand, like on your hand, on your head. Gosh, I just like cannot speak today. The fluette on your head floats off and goes in front of the tree as it starts swirling and you see these yellow petals just encompass everything around you. And for a split second, you can't see anything but these yellow petals. And as they they kind of start to dissipate, you start to see almost like it. It's not quite where you were, but you see this wide open field of just wildflowers and tall grasses as there's this little clearing as you hear this floet just it just starts to sing this this beautiful energetic song as you see this um this oddish jump out of the tall grass and like land in the middle of the the clearing as it looks ready to battle oh that's fun I'm sorry for stabbing on you earlier. <laughs> so the other two of you are present also. Can I see them or no? You can see them, yeah. They're like okay. standing behind you. I suppose it wants me to join the circle. <laughs> yeah, so you step up and you see the Floet and the Oddish get like, they're they're, they're prepared just to, to battle. Wait, me or each other? You. Oh. <laughs> I kind of, okay. I'm going to bring out Solosia for this as well. Or can I? You can. You're going to bring out Solosia? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you was... Did you ever put her in a Pokeball? I don't think... Can we just say that I did? Because I meant to last time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise she's just been like on my head this entire time. <laughs> she's just been like nestled in your hair. <laughs> Like every other Pokemon, apparently. Yep. <laughs> so you throw out this Pokeball, and the tiny little Jolt Tick that you've named Solosha pops out. And it's like Jolt Tick Tick Jolt Tick Tick Tick, and it's looking at you, and it looks at the the Oddish, and it is they are ready to fight. And who goes first? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is actually Solosha who goes first. Yes, it is. <laughs> the Oddish has the speed stat of one. So, <laughs> so, so with the speed stat of twelve definitely goes first. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have Solosia use Thunder Wave on the Oddish. Okay. So you're going to roll the hit? So a five. So a five Solosia, use Thunder Wave. <laughs> As you see Solosia start charging up this electrical energy on its fur as it shoots out this wave of electricity towards the Oddish as the Oddish manages to jump out of the way of the, the electrical pulse. as And as it dodges out of the way of this pulse, you see this Oddish double in size. Oh. As it is going to use growth, which... And gives it a bonus to both its attack and its special attack. All right. And with that, it is Solosha's turn again. Because Odyssey's turn was to use the move growth. Okay. I'm going to use Spiderweb this time. Okay. Let me roll really quick. 
I rolled a seven. That's with the minus two. Well, you don't have so you see where it says accuracy on the on the move on the on the table. Yes. So that's what you add to it. Okay. If it's a if it says status next to it, that's what you add. Okay, it's so minus one. So an eight. Okay, so that will actually hit. So you command Solosha to use spiderweb as it spins this ball of web, and as Solosha fires it, it spreads out and encompasses this Oddish as it is now restrained, so it cannot move. It doesn't have any movement, and its speed is decreased by one. All right, so as Oddish is covered in this spiderweb, you see it rustle the leaves on its head, and as you see this almost purple pollen-like substance emit outwards from its leaves and towards Solosha. I need Solosha to make a defense saving throw. Twelve. Okay. Um, so, as this purple pollen falls upon Solosha, you see Solosha begin to take on this poisoned damage as Solosha is now poisoned. Alright, and with that, it is Solosha's turn. Okay, she is going to use Leech Wipe on the Oddish. Okay, so you're going to roll... So the Oddish is restrained, so you're going to roll with advantage. Okay. Alright, so that was a six. Don't like that. So, second roll. 21. 21. Damn, yeah, that's going to hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay... 21. 21. All right. So now, just like before, you're adding your... So Leech Life is an attack move, so you're going to add your attack stat to that total as well. So it'd be a 29 then. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. That does a good... So as you see Solosha kind of scramble up to this Oddish as it just sinks its teeth into the Oddish... You see the Oddish's life force get kind of get drained as its leaves kind of begin to wilt. So, yeah, so it kind of begins to suck out the energy from this Oddish as it deals a nice chunk of damage. So, Celosia also takes six points of poison damage at the end of her turn. Alrighty. And with that, it is the Oddish's turn. And now that you are close to it, you see the Oddish kind of begin to glow this green and this green light and you see these green orbs of energy come out towards Solosha and start sapping energy out of Solosha. Okay. Does a does a 24 hit? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So absorb does 1d8 plus 6. And then plus a shit ton, because, um, you know, this guy used growth and has an insane special attack. Well, of course I rolled a fucking one. <laughs> Let's see, so that's seven. Well, it still does a lot of damage. Um, so you have 29 grass-type damage coming towards you. Oh. So oh. now, just like before, you're going to subtract your... So it's a special attack, so you're going to subtract your special attack stat from that. You said it was 29? Yeah. So 20. 20. And then you actually are resistant to grass-type damage. So you have that. 
Yeah, so you take 10. Okay, that's not too bad. <laughs> so it saps out this energy from Solution. As you see, the little leaves on its head kind of start to perk up a little bit as these green orbs come back into the Oddish and kind of revitalize it a little bit. As it is your turn. All right. I'm going to use... Is it my turn or Solosia's? Solosia's turn. Okay. So you can use any of your actions on Solosia's turn, but you but then Solosia can't act. Okay. I'm going to use Psy Spikes on the Otis. Okay. Go ahead and roll the hit. All right. That is a 12. So 14. 14 will hit. So go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. Well, here. So, 14. So, roll again. Because you see where it says this attack repeats until it misses up to five times? Yeah. So, roll it until you miss. I rolled a 12. That'll hit. Okay. <laughs> One. <laughs> okay, that misses. So, you're going to roll two with two things of damage. Okay. And then you're going to add your special attack stat to it twice. Not to each one twice, but to the total twice. Yeah. So it's going to be a 27. Dang, yeah. 27 damage. So you start almost spreading these caltrops like um, sp- like mint green caltrop spikes towards the Oddish. And as it sinks into the Oddish, it seems to be doing a lot more damage than you expected as the Oddish's leaves kind of completely wilt and the Oddish is knocked out. And as the Floet kind of does a little dance and the yellow le- the yellow flowers encompass this Oddish and lift it up and put it back in the grass as the Floet does another little call and you see this small little puff of cotton come floating in the wind back into the battlefield. It looks like a little lamb. So you see this little puffball of cotton float into the battlefield as you see it kind of twirl around and these puffs of cotton come out and encompass Solosia. I need Solosia to make a defense saving throw. All right. Oh, Solosia also takes, at the end of her turn, takes five points of poison damage. So it's a 19. 19 will work. So as Solosia just kind of dodges out of the way of these cotton spores, as more of these green energy balls come out of this little puff of of cotton towards Solosia, this thing gets to do a lot of things in one turn. That's unfair. That's rude. With a natural 20. Oh, God. (laughs) Also, if y'all keep hearing random thuds in the background, my cats are going absolutely insane right now. That's entirely fair. Mine's napping, but I'm sure she'll wake up and, and run around like crazy. No, like they've they've already knocked over their cat, both cat trees in the living room, so it's like I have no idea what they're doing. So you have seventy you have seventy grass type damage coming towards you. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure even with your resistance and your defense, I'm pretty sure it knocks you out. So she has not, yeah. <laughs> so as these orbs, they seem a lot larger than the Oddish's orbs. These orbs come towards Losha and just completely encompass her 
And as the light begins to dim, you see Solosha knocked unconscious. Okay, so for now, Solosha is just going to go back to Pokeball. <laughs> okay, who do you send out? Let's see. Let's, let's cut to Amelia and Zarin. <laughs> What's going on with y'all? Um, I'm honestly not sure if we're supposed to be helping. I'm, like, looking at the, what, I can't say it, what's it called? The, the leaf thing. The red one on my shoulder. The floet? Floet, yeah, the floet. I'm just looking at it, looking back at the fight, like, are we supposed to be, like, cheering or participating? You see the floet, like, kind of begin to, like, pump its fist, like, yeah, go, you can do it, yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure if he's cheering for, uh, Zephyr or for the other Floets. <laughs> you see, it, turn, it turns to look at you and it just shrugs its shoulders. It's just, it's just cheering. It's That's just having rude. a good time. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna start cheering uh, cheering him on, see if that helps inspire him to, I, I don't know, win. Sure. <laughs> I don't like the fact that this thing could just do 70 damage to me just like that, though. <laughs> Well, I mean, it rolled a natural 20. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. That's fair, but still. Yeah, right? Like, I'm thinking, cranking out some damage. Roll a performance check for me, Zarin. Uh, 12 <laughs> total. Okay. So, Zephyr. Yes. As Solosha falls unconscious, you see this swarm of yellow petals come towards you, and next to you start swirling around. And you look over to it, and you see your parent standing there, just shaking their head. I don't like this. <laughs> Gotta bring parental disappointment to the, the fight of our <laughs> existential crisis. <laughs> so, Amelia and Zarin, you do not see this. Okay. Well, good. I don't think I want my parents here either. That would be traumatic. <laughs> And as um, this happens, Zarin, your cheers all on deafened ears. Oh, dang it, I tried. So, Zephyr, what do you do? Do I have to bring out a Pokemon? You can fight it yourself if you want to. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to use Whirling Kinesis, and it's a defense saving throw. Okay, where'd my d20 go? There I rolled a natural 20. Thanks. Well, but the defense saving throw, you don't have to roll. <laughs> That's true. But I'm just saying I wanted that for 20. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for your next roll. Um, so that's actually going to fail. So what does Whirling Kinesis do? You can attempt to whirl a target and catch them off guard. And then upon a failed save, the target has disadvantage in their next attack. This turn, this effect cannot be stacked. So... You see this this cotton, this ball of cotton. You see it just kind of shake as you see more cotton puffs puff up on it as it just kind of doubles in size similar to the Oddish. Lovely. So is it my turn again? It is, it is your turn. Okay. It, it seems to be waiting for you to send out another Pokemon. <laughs> it seems like it's not going to attack you directly. But now I don't want to. <laughs> As your parent still stands next to you, just shaking their head. I am ignoring them. They don't exist. <laughs> Would I know what the type of this Pokemon is? Roll a Pokemon education check for me. Okay. With advantage, because it's from your home region. Well, I guess you rolled a natural 20. We'll keep your natural 20. This is what your natural okay. 20 is. 
You know this Pokemon as a Cottony. It is a grass and fairy type. And of the Pokemon on your team, you know that it is weak to flying type. It is weak to poison type. And that is what is relevant to you. Okay, my only flying type is also weak to fairy. So (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) In Ekans, I put it so I have no poison type. So, no, I, I don't think I'm going to pull out a Pokemon. Well, you do know it is also um, weak to fire type. Okay, but technically butt face isn't my Pokemon. <laughs> You've seen two other trainers use their tournament Pokemon. Okay, then. Butt face it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you both see Zephyr pull out this Pokeball with a red flame on it. And as it throws it out, you see this duck. <laughs> For the better lack of a word. This duck that is just on fire. <laughs> um, speaking of Zaren, I need you to make a special defense saving throw. Okay. Mm, uh, special defense is so that makes a thirteen. Okay. You're good. Okay, cool. So this Pokemon just just comes out of Pokeball, looks at you, and just kind of like sighs, oh, a little breath of fire, and is awaiting your command. Okay, hold on, I'm rolling. Um, I will let you know, though, I'm doing Flamethrower. Okay. Okay, so it's going to be a 17. 17 will hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. All right. It's going to be a 17, so 37. 37. And then minus this thing's special defense, and then multiplied by two. Yeah. So you see this duck on fire just breathe out this cone of a Flamethrower. As you see the excess cotton start to burn away, and what is left is this little charred piece of cotton. It's still alive. It's still good. (laughs) But um, you do see three little sprouts come up off the top of its head and just shoot seeds at um, Buttface. (laughs) Buttface the magmar. (laughs) Oh my god, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, fuck. It shoots these seeds out as Buttface just breathes out this little piece of fire and just chars the seeds before it can even get to them. As the the yellow petals encapsulate the cottony and bring it back and kind of bring it back into the wind all nice and healed. And as you see your parent dissolve into these, these yellow petals, you see them appear in front of you, behind the floet. Oh, God. As it is now the floet's turn. (laughs) So this, you two do see. You two see this long, mint-haired individual wearing black and white, almost like explorer's clothing, as they look very, very similar to Zephyr. That's a little concerning. Am I seriously going to have to fight my parents? Yeah, they almost look like an older version of Zephyr. It's, it's, I mean, do we, I, I'm gonna have to assume it's his dad. As you see your parrot in opposition issue a silent command towards the Floet, as the Floet, much like its past two predecessors, grows twice its size. Oh, that's upsetting. Why is his dad empowering the Floet? <laughs> as it is now, Buttface's turn. Can I tell Buttface to attack my parrots? You can try. Roll a hit. Lava Plume is what I'm going to use. So let's see. Okay, so it's going to be a 24. So as it as Buttface, the Magmar, I feel like I have to say that every time, <laughs> um, just 
erupts from these like magmatic rocks that just shoot towards your parent. You see the the yellow petals almost kind of dissolve and then reform into your parent once again as the move that almost seemed to not phase it at all. One can try. <laughs> as and once again, your parent issues just kind of like a silent command as the floet takes its flower and starts charging up almost this white light emanating from the tip of its flower as once again it is buttface's turn okay i'm going to use the same lava plume again but this time on the what's it called again the blow it blow your yeah that all right go ahead and roll the hit does an 11 hit <laughs> an 11 does not hit oh so as this floet is charging up this light you see this magmatic rock heading straight towards it as this brush of yellow of yellow petals just kind of encompass this rock and just shatter it right before it can hit the floet and as you see this beam of bright pink light just fire directly towards butt face the magmar with another natural 20 oh my god <laughs> let's see so that's that plus two okay I'm so happy I got a natural 20 on this roll. Let's see. I take offense to that. <laughs> I mean, isn't it every DM's dream to <laughs> just put on all their players? Let's see. 8 plus 3 is 11. Plus another 8 is 19. Plus 10 is 29. Then plus its special attack stat of 19. So that's 48. 48 times 2. So that is 96 fairy type damage coming towards Buttface. <laughs> I actually hate it here. <laughs> uh. So what, Buttface is at well, now 12 hit points, something around there? Yep. <laughs> okay. As it is now your turn. Oh, hold on. That also decreases special attack. Okay. <laughs> so. Buttface is going to use Flamethrower again. Okay, does a 24 hit? 24 does hit. Don't forget to roll your d10 after use of Flamethrower to see if it burns. Oh, you didn't tell me that last time. Well, last time you one-hit killed the cottony. <laughs> is the corpse on fire? That's going to be 25 base damage. Then plus the 18. Yes. And then minus Floet special defense. So it does twenty-seven damage. Okay. So this Floet looks pretty looks pretty pretty damaged. Yeah, I rolled an eight. So does that burn? It should say on your thing. On a result of a ten, the target is burned. Okay. Then no. Okay. So with that, it is Floet's turn. Floet cannot use that move anymore. It is a once-a-day move. Oh thank God. <laughs> So, Floette is going to kind of wave its flower around as these petals of its of the flower, the yellow petals, one more come out and start surrounding the magmar as it is using fairy wind. Okay, so that's going to be a uh, 14. Does that hit? Special attack? Uh, let's see. Special defense, AC? You said a 14? Yes. Yes, it hits. Okay, so it is going to do 37 and minus your special defense stat, so minus 18. Yep. 37 minus 18 is 15. Mm. So butt face goes down. Yep. 
butt face goes down and you see your parent opposing you dissipate and come back behind you and just put their hand on your shoulder and with your your psychic empathy you just feel this massive sense of disappointment oh that's fantastic what do you do so we still don't see the ghost dad right like we just see or do we see it now nope no okay so we just saw the other form that showed yeah correct let's actually let's cut to to Marin and amelia what do you guys how are you guys feeling about this not great he's getting his shit rocked <laughs> and it's not even his fault how you, you can't defend against crits Um, you know i'm hoping you're getting all those 20s out now because i don't know how much of my team could take one of them much less two (laughs) um i'm I'm gonna again try to cheer uh you know i'm just gonna put on a facade that i have full confidence because i absolutely do not but i gotta i gotta support my friend oh another performance (laughs) come on zephyr you got this a 13 hmm okay so, Zaren, or Zephyr, as you feel this massive sense of disappointment, you feel another sense. You feel the emotion of encouragement coming from Zaren behind you. You got this, buddy. <laughs> I guess Callista's coming out of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, so you see, so you both see the two little Eevee ears come out from Zephyr's shirt as this Eevee with the heart-shaped tail, comes out oh. of ah. Zephyr's shirt. He's like, Oi, boy. Oi, boy. As she is ready to fight. What are you commanding Calista to do? First, I'm going to use size fight. Okay, go ahead to roll the hit. Because of Zarin's help, you have advantage on all these throws. Awesome. Okay, so 14. 14 will hit the first one. Go ahead and roll again. Okay, 12. 12 will hit. Go ahead and roll again. At advantage. 13. 13 hits. Roll again. 19. 19 hits. Roll again. This is your last roll. 17. 17. All five hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. Let's see. What is that? So you're basically going to roll like base damage. I think it's like two. You're going to roll base damage two, five times. In total, it's going to be 26. 26 damage? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh like that <laughs> I don't like that laugh so you shoot out these these mint green spikes towards this flow are you I'm assuming you're aiming at the floet yeah okay you fire these mint green spikes at the floet and as they dig in to the floet you see the petals on its flower kind of start to drop when there's one petal left that hangs on <laughs> oh thank god as you see this this bright yellow light emit from this floette, as you see the petals pull up off the ground and reattach itself back onto the flowers as the floette reinvigorates itself with life as it uses sim- synthesis and regains hit points. I officially hate flowers. So that's- <laughs> just, just go rip the leaves off. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, it is it is a return. Oh my god. Calista is going to use sand attack on the devil flower. Okay, go ahead and roll the hit. Does a 15 hit? 15 hits. So it decreases its accuracy by one. And it also blinds them. So they have disadvantage on attacks. So the floet is going to summon these sharp leaves that are going to try to go towards Callista. Oh, one of those was another natural 20. <laughs> well... 
disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, and it I don't think it hits. That's a ah uh, fuck. I think that's a um that's like a six. No. It does not. So these sharp leaves just come out and start going towards Callista as Callista just easily dodges out of the way of them as like they are not even anywhere near close to hitting her. As it is back to Zephyr's turn. Okay. I'm going to use side spike to get Okay. Roll the hit. You don't have advantage this time. Okay, 16. 16 hits. Roll again. Okay. Does the 10 hit? 10 does not hit. So go ahead and, ro- and roll your damage. Okay. 16. Okay. How do you want to do this? Oh, thank God. <laughs> I just, I'm just imagining like a bunch of imaginary spikes just piercing at every angle through the devil flower. So it <laughs> can never form again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't like this flower. <laughs> I thought it was cute at first. <laughs> so you guys see this, these mint green spikes just appear in the air around the floet as it pierces once, it pierces twice, and it pierces all these times <laughs> as the floet just kind of falls to the ground and just like falls onto this layer of yellow petals that just appear underneath it. And as the petals surround the floet, it comes out and it is all healed up. You are out of fighting it. It comes over to you and it taps you on the forehead with its flower. And in your, I'm assuming your clenched hands at this point is a crystalline yellow flower. I'm burning it. <laughs> okay, someone else's turn. That's my trauma revealed. Your dad was very strict, it seems. If he was ever there. <laughs> Damn. And, oh yeah, you're... Your the your parent behind you also just turns into these the, these yellow flowers these yellow petals as they just kind of dissolve out into a nothing and as you guys are all surrounded in these yellow petals once again you are now standing in front of the what did I say it was the the ever something tree like elm elm tree or something elder elderwood tree. elderwood tree yeah. Hold on to your hats, trainers, because there's more excitement coming your way. We hope you're enjoying the captivating tales of our players as they navigate their paths through Sinnoh. In case you haven't heard, you can also connect with Pokemon Aftermath on our social media platforms. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for exciting updates, behind-the-scenes glimpses, and more. Plus, don't forget to join us on our vibrant community Discord server. Link in the episode's description below. Our Discord server is the ultimate spot to share your thoughts, theories about the show, and interact with fellow fans and the cast. It's where the magic happens, and we'd love to see you there. Have something to share? Whether it's thoughts on the story or some amazing fan art, we're all ears. Reach out to us at PokemonAftermathPOD at gmail.com and let your voice be heard. Oh, and here's something exciting. Did you know that on Spotify you can actively engage with the show? Take part in our interactive polls and Q&A questions featured in every episode. Your insights matter, so make sure to join the conversation. Now thank you trainers for being a part of our Pokemon Aftermath journey. Get ready to dive back into the action as we return to the unfolding adventures of our players. You guys hear in your head, well done in your your fight for vitality. Who wants to go next? Well, I guess I will. 
I do. Can you fight trauma? Can I swing on on deep emotional injuries and scars? Is that an option? You just stare. <laughs> you will not be fighting, young one. You will be fighting your thoughts. Oh, that's that's not good. As these red petals sur- uh, encompass all of you, and as they kind of dissipate, you see this almost like this. It's this large clearing where you see in front of you is almost like a hedge. It's like a circle, circular hedge. Like it's forming a ring or around the bush? Like it's forming a ring okay. around where you guys are standing. Gotcha. And you see it looks to be another opening up in front, and the little floet that was on your shoulder is gone. Oh, no. I guess we'll step through the opening, yeah. If the floet's not here, I assume we're oh, not Oh, and uh, Zephyr, Zephyr and Amelia, you guys almost look to be on, like, a floating platform made of almost like glass that you can see underneath you can see Zarin going through these these edges at least I'm not scared of high <laughs> <laughs> that's fair and Zarin you walk through the first hedge or you walk through into the first ring and you see the floet here in front of you as it just kind of laughs like <laughs> as these red petals just form all throughout this ring and in front of you you see this chasm where you look down into it and you see a familiar sight of your hometown of Lava Ridge up in flames down in the pit as you see this one lonely plank of wood crossing the chasm that's not good I assume I'm gonna have to try and cross on that plank Otherwise, I can't progress. But if I fall, I'm falling right into my childhood trauma. Okay. Um, it's not as scary as it sounds. <laughs> right? Just falling back into the single worst moment of my life. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> let me... So the fire, like I can see my town and it's on fire, but none of the fire is actually up here. It's just the red petals up here, right? There is no more red petals. It is just a chasm with your town on fire in it with a lonely plank of wood crossing the chasm. Okay, like like spanning the, the gap between where I'm standing and the other side? Right. Okay. Well, you know, we could just go home and turn it around. Been a good, been a good adventure. <laughs> um, oh shoot, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's a decent sized plank of wood. Like you're not gonna have to tightrope across it. <laughs> okay. Like you can, you can walk over it. But... Okay. All right. I'm gonna start to cross the plank. I'm just waiting for it to snap halfway. That's. Ugh. <laughs> All right. First things first. Make an acrobatics check for me. All right. Okay, not bad, not bad. Um, I rolled a 15 with my stats. So that just makes it a 16. Yeah. So you manage to start walking across this plank. And as you're walking, you start hearing the screams of that day. Oh, boy. And you start hearing the roaring fire. I need you to make a special defense saving throw. Okay. Mm. 
Oh, not bad, not bad. Okay, 17 special defense is plus two, so 19. Okay. So you manage to shake it out of your head and just focus on the plank in front of you as you're walking forwards. Make another acrobatics check for me. Luck won't hold out forever. But I feel like I'm doing better than I rolled earlier, so that's good. Uh, I had to say something. Uh, a four. Four. Okay, so this is like a skill check challenge. So one failure doesn't necessarily mean you fail. So <laughs> that's good. So you're walking as you hear this. I don't know if that picks Oof. up. Oh, fine. As the, the, you hear the plank kind of start to crack a little bit and it kind of throws you off balance as you you manage to get get regain your balance as you continue walking and as you see professor liam you try attempt to use his dragon air to put out the fire as the fire mm-hmm. overcomes the dragon air and professor liam i need you to make another special defense saving throw okay uh special defense thir- 13 okay once again you manage to like okay well, what's going through your head at this point? You did succeed. Um, so is so it's failing to stop the fire like it did when I was little, right? Correct. And this time, it okay. you, you see what you didn't see before. You see it overtake the Dragonair mm-hmm. and Professor Liam. I want to try and save him because, you know, that's just my nature. Um, and given that I, you know, still acutely aware of this strange new ice power that's in my arm I feel like I want to reach out with that arm, left arm right for the ice power Yep. yeah I kind of want to reach out and try to save him I mean like there's a part of me that knows it's a futile effort but like you know (laughs) I'm not exactly in my rational mind right now (laughs) you reach out and nothing happens Uh, they took that away too as you begin to feel the heat of the fire underneath you roll another, roll one last acrobatics check for me all right, close my eyes until I hear it stop. Oh, 16. Hell yeah. So 17. No, wait, acro- yeah, 17 acrobatics. Okay. So you manage to get across the board as your feet step on solid ground. You hear your mother and father scream out your name for help. Roll one last special defense saving throw for me from the chasm. Oh, boy. With disadvantage. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I figured. Oh no, with this advantage, hang on, let me get another one. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't trust you. You've you did me dirty. Played <laughs> <laughs> last night and I was rolling like garbage in our other campaign. Ooh. Or in the the campaign I'm in. Yeah. Oh man, I got a nineteen but a seven on the so special defense you said? Yeah. So an uh nine. So you hear your mother and father scream out your name. And, and and panic and you you whip around as your whole body just encompasses itself in fire oh fun <laughs> as the grass around you chars and the the hedges almost kind of start to burn away as the fire underneath the chasm grows and grows and grows until it just looks like one massive bonfire ugh so that, I'm just, yeah, that's that's what was happening to my village when I, I guess, passed out at the bottom of the, the mountain. So what do you do? You are on the edge. There is, behind you, you did see another opening. 
Okay. Um, and I still feel nothing from my left arm. No, nothing. no sense of the ice power at all. Nothing. Ugh. That's the stronger power. After the whole ice crystal thing, of course it abandons me when I need it most. Um, uh, I feel like I'm trying to justify, like, could I convince myself to walk away or would I be, you know, like, trauma bonded to the situation and, like, trying to trying to fix something that I know. You can leave it to a roll. Yeah, let's, let's roll and see if I can convince myself to step away. Like, just to... Ugh... You could do probably uh, you could do persuasion or um, which would be guile. You could do guile, intuition, or just straight special offense. I think intuition because it's trying to. Well, I don't know persuasion, persuasion, or yeah, uh, which is guile. Yeah, guile, yeah. I'll do guile because okay. like, all right, don't fail me dice. Ah, oh, it failed me. I rolled a five, so I am. I feel like I'm obligated to try and save my parents, despite knowing I can't, like, I, I don't want to hear that. I, I want to save them. Yeah. So what do you do? Can I see where they're, where the screams are, like, I can tell kind of where the screams are coming from? They're coming from, like, directly on the edge of the pit. I'm going to take the board that I crossed and pull it so that it drops down into the, the canyon and see if I can aim it to where I hear them screaming from. You pull the board off and you put the board ab- about where you think that they're screaming from and the board just lays flat on the ground as the whole thing dissolves into red petals. I'm, I'm just going to cry a little bit as, as part of the plan. That's that's definitely the <laughs> next step. Um, but since my parents are now both dead and an evaporated memory in front of me... Uh, for the second time, I'm gonna turn towards the other uh, the other pathway, the next the next um, opening. You go into the next opening, and you see a split path in the hedges. You see one going towards this wall of fire, and you see the other one leads to another opening in the challenge. And as you're checking out the the two options, you see the you see the wall of fire kind of part as this spray of water comes from within the fire making a small path as you see people running towards you as the fire slowly closes in on them uh who do i have with me pokemon wise i should have all of my pokemon um but i don't really have i have anyone that does fire (laughs) or that does water i have snowball but he's tiny and does ice Roll a perception check for me. Okay. Um, sixteen. Wait, hang on. I'm on. I'm on snowball. Let me get back to me. Perception being special defense, so plus four, so a, a dirty twenty. Okay. As you're looking through the flames, you recognize yourself as a child and your parents running through the flames. Oh. Well, I can't go into the flames. I want to try my ice arm again just one more time to see if it, you know, if passing that other hedge maybe let me access it again. We're all a straight special defense check. Okay. Oh, 14 plus 2, so 16. Yeah. So you manage to put out your, your left arm as this force of cold energy kind of gathers within your palm. And as you shoot it out towards the fire you see the fire gets kind of quenched a little bit 
and just roars up twice as strong as it just Ugh. encompasses everybody and then burns down to ashes where there's nothing left. Fun. Um, I feel like I have to continue the challenge then. I mean, I can't exactly pretend I'm going to jump back into the fire that almost killed me as a kid and magically save people that I know are already gone. Yeah, so you continue? Yeah, I mean, but there's also, like, there's someone from the the past in my party right now that, like, I know has traveled through time <laughs> somehow. And I'm just supposed to pretend that I can't save my parents in any universe. Ugh. But without ice, I, I know Snowball is not up to this task. He's still so small and cute and unintimidating. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm going to continue on <laughs> to the other door. You continue on to the next opening, and you see three paths in front of you, one to the straight and two to each either and one to either side. And you see the edges around you actually kind of start to wither and, and die as the leaves begin to fall, as this kind of deep purple mist kind of starts to encroach upon where you are standing. And you start hearing these whispers. Hmm. And I try my intuition to see if I can figure out which path might be best. Because you said there's one in front of me and one on either side, right? Correct. Go ahead and roll intuition. And Okay. And this purple mist is coming from just all around me or behind me or right. what? It's just, it's almost like a mist has rolled in. Like a fog. It's like a, it's like a fog. Okay. So with my intuition, that's a 13. You get the feeling that the right path might be better. Okay, I will head towards the right path, uh, trying to cut through the, the purple fog as quickly as I can, assuming it's it's not good news for me. So you take the right path as you start to hear the whispers of, You could have saved us. Why didn't you help us? Oh. I'm going to cover my ears and run because <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, yeah uh, openly sobbing now <laughs> you run to a Y fork it splits off into two paths okay. uh, is the mist following me or is it have I left it behind it is just a straight fog that is encompassing the whole area oh, okay so it's it's constant okay um, uh, can I tell which path might be better roll an intuition check all right let's see oh hey that was not bad uh 14 plus my four so an 18 okay i should rely on intuition more you get the feeling that you should go left okay uh yeah i will take the left path um still covering my ears but i'm assuming i can hear it yeah. anyway so you the the whispers get louder and now you start to hear the you start to hear the sound of flames crackling. Um, and you also begin to hear the sounds of distant screams as these whispers are constantly daunting you, saying, You could have saved us. Why didn't you save us? Help us. Uh, uh, and you said I'm, I'm still going down the same path or am I at another opening yet? You're still going down the same path. Okay. Um, I think... Uh, as like a desperate reaction... Uh, 
don't know, it seems kind of dark, but like, I kind of want to burn the voices out, <laughs> not of inside me, but just from around me. Can I try my right arm? Yeah. Roll a special defense, straight special okay. defense. Uh, 13. 13, yeah. Not great, but better than... So you take out your right arm, just like still covering your ears and closing your eyes as this wave of heat just sur- completely surrounds you as all of the, the dead wood of the hedges just kind of burn and shrivel down to ash as you're left in this wide open circular area of the hedge with you're about in the middle and you see directly in front of you probably about 50 feet or so is um, almost like a hedge arch and the voices Mm -hmm. have stopped okay um I guess I'll cautiously move towards the arch in the hedges yeah so you move towards the arch and as you get closer, you see the little red floet just floating there in the middle of the arch, just with a little thumbs up. Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. Great. Thanks for all of that. That was. Whew. I don't hold grudge as much. <laughs> it just goes <laughs> as it lands in your hand. And as it floats off, you see a little crystalline red flower as the red petals encompass you once again and you are all standing back in front of the elder wood tree hey there fellow trainers before we dive back into the exciting world of pokemon aftermath we wanted to take a moment to invite you to our awesome discord server Our Discord community is the perfect place for you to interact with us, the cast, and fellow Pokemon enthusiasts. Whether you want to discuss your favorite Pokemon, share your hobbies, or just chat about life, our server has a place for it all. But that's not all. We have some exciting news for you. After the conclusion of Arc 1, which, as you know, will climax in an epic tournament, we will be hosting a special Q&A session. If you have burning questions, theories, or just want to know more about what's going to happen next, this is your chance. To participate in the Q&A, simply drop your questions in the dedicated Discord channel or add us on Twitter. We will be collecting them throughout Arc 1, and once the tournament dust settles, we will sit down and answer them all in detail. It's going to be a blast, and we can't wait to hear what's on your mind. So don't wait. Join our Discord server today, and let's continue this Pokemon journey together. And until then, trainers, get ready for the upcoming tournament, and we'll catch you on the other side of Arc 1. Okay. (laughs) Amelia and Zephyr, you guys did see all of this. I'm just wiping my face, pretending I wasn't crying. (laughs) That was interesting. (laughs) We can definitely talk about that, if that's cool with everybody. That's cool, because that's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, considering this is, like, out of my depth immediately, it's kind of just... Eh, just kind of standing in silence, just wondering what the heck. (laughs) And you guys hear in your head, Well done. You have conquered your fears. This voice has changed every single time I've said something. 
<laughs> so we're left with one. Are you ready, young traveler, for your trial? Uh, don't have much of a choice here. Go. <laughs> Let the trial of tranquility begin then. As you are encompassed in these blue petals that takes you to almost it's almost like what you saw with Zarin with the final little maze, except this one is full of life and and just full of different colors of flowers and hedges that are fully grown as um, the other two of you are once again up in this kind of platform that you guys can see the entirety of what is going on. What do you do, Amelia? Um, right, so you said I was at a main... You do. You have a path to the right, you have a path to the left, and a path in front of you. Um, I'm just gonna walk forward. Okay. And as you walk forward, you start to hear this almost sound of a waterfall coming down. It is very, very faint. And as you walk further and further forward, you continue to hear the sounds of the waterfall get slightly louder. And as you walk, you start to see the flowers and plants on the walls of this of the walls of this labyrinth start to shift and move and they almost start to create pictures. You see what looks to be the SS Anne and you see yourself boarding along with your brother and a bunch of other people. And as you continue walking, the ship follows you as you see the sky in the background turn dark. And this brilliant flash of light jerks the ship. And you see the ship just get split in half and sink into the bottom of the ocean. As you now have another path available to you, you have... To, there, there's two paths kind of off kilter to the right, and there's a path off to the left. Uh, what are the differences between the appearances of the path on the right and left? They appear the same. Um, roll a perception check for me. I got it. Eight. Eight. Oh, wait. Plus 14, because I am proficient. Okay. So you hear the path off to the right. There's no, like, visual difference. But the path off to the right seems like the sound of the of of the peaceful waterfall is going that direction. I will head that way. Okay. You go out in that direction as you start to see the SS Anna once again. But this time you see it land in Johto, where you originally supposed to, to, to disembark. And you see yourself and your brother come off of the ship and head into the ranger station to receive your first mission as you have another choice in front of you. You have a choice to the left and a choice straight ahead. 11 perception. Okay. Seems that the path going straight ahead has the waterfall sound coming from it and the path to the left has the sound of the ocean. Um, I'm going to poke my hat. Super 
near involved in this as much as I am. Kind of got handed a really unfair hand here, but yet also at the same time a fair hand. What do you think? Continue with the waterfall sounds or go with the ocean? Mm. And I point, you know, to the left, be like ocean and point to the one ahead, you know, waterfall. As your hat kind of jumps off and starts going straight ahead towards the waterfall. Just kind of your straw hat just kind of skittering on the ground. <laughs> I follow the straw hat. Okay. And I give Apom and Terry a rub because Apom's still with me. Yes. <laughs> I'm giving all of them pats on the heads and pets, and it's just like, yep. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So you continue forward as you start to see these shapes once again form on the walls as you see a familiar sight of the waterfall that you guys were just at. And you see it freeze just like it did. But this time you see this large blue bird come down and roost on an ice spike of the waterfall as it looks directly at you. This is still on the wall of the of the labyrinth, mind you. Um, but you see this bird just look directly at you. Well, considering I am probably more aware of what this bird is, there's only a few that can freeze over just by the flap of its wings. And you continue, and there's a path to your right, and a path going forward. Ooh, I got a 10, so that is a 16 perception. Nice. So... You hear the path to the right. You hear the familiar sound of the waterfall growing ever so stronger. And the path to the left. You hear the the horn of the SSN. I kind of just look in the direction of the SSN horn. And I look at Duper. He looks back at you. I am going to put Harry on my shoulders. Okay. I'm going to pick up my hat, kind of jiggle him back into his ditto form. And I'm going to hold him. Be like, well, we know what that sound is. That's the sound of home. Continue with the waterfall or go home. That's the big question. I'm asking Duper. He's involved as much as I am. Duper just looks back up at you. I stretch his face. And give a sigh. Stick him on my head. Be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I go towards the waterfall. Okay. You go towards the sound of the waterfall as the path opens up to a pond with crystal clear mirror-like water and you see this massive waterfall coming seemingly out of nowhere out of the sky and you see these individual stepping stones going across the path or going across the pond sorry i will walk across okay you step onto the first path there's the first stone and you see johto begin to flood you see the towns that you have been to several times 
just be overtaken by water. Take another. You go to the next step. You see a town on the edge of a volcano go up in flames as one lonely child steps out the other side of the flames, burned and scarred. Hey, I think that's me. Oh, look, it's me. <laughs> this is reflected in the lake surface. Anna, do I know that they're kind of up there or no? You can assume. I can assume. You can't see them. Okay. You can assume. I am going to kind of turn and glance where I'm assuming they are. Just kind of glance upward. Take a third step. You take a third step. And you see this town in a region you're you're unfamiliar with. But you can assume that it is the Unova region. You see this town overrun with tornadoes. As everything, every house, every person is whipped around in the air and thrown all about until there's nothing left. Huh. Uh, fourth step. The fourth step, as the sound of the waterfall remains behind you, you see this brilliant flash of light in the lake as you see a map of what you know of as the world just get rumbled and shattered and altered as this massive beam of light comes crashing down as everything gets thrown into disrepair. Does it show like a change of the map or just it getting Yeah. It shows it shows continents breaking apart. It shows mountains collapsing. It shows pools of lava just erupting out of nowhere. It shows sea levels rising and lowering. It sees oceans become deserts. It sees forests become tundras. I take a fifth step. You take a fifth step. And you're on the other side. That was ominous. Kind of just smack my, you know, mouth a little bit. Like, haven't had a sip of water. You know, just kind of <laughs> I give Duper a squeeze. I take my hat off and take a squeeze. <laughs> Just squishing water out of your Pokemon. <laughs> well, better that than start treating him like silly putty and start like stretching and you know like the glue stuff that people do that stick putty. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, if, if it gets you some water, I guess you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Not ideal. Not ideal. But an option. <laughs> so you walk into the next little opening. And you see this wide open field of what looks to be like a, a wheat like grass with a small little path going through the um go, going through the the wheat. It's probably about Maybe about a foot or so above your head is how tall this grass is. Um, I am going to follow the path. So you begin to follow the path. I'm just going to kind of whisper to Duper, just as a precaution, me first. And I'm going to follow the path. Okay, you follow the path and you start to hear the voice of someone you recognize. You hear... Your brother, 
and you just start remembering the good memories of them. What is, name a memory that you remember with your brother. Even though he was considered an ace trainer, he is a very big family person. He would always go over and out for family. Okay. So you hear... Even if he was a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) You recall this specific memory that you can hear out loud. And you hear your parents. Will you say your parents were supportive or upset at the fact that you decided to be a ranger instead of a trainer? I would say they were both kind of disappointed is a bit stronger of a word. They were kind of not happy, but considering the brother decided to follow the path, they were okay with it. They accepted it. Okay. They weren't happy with it, but they accepted it. So, you hear the first time that you told your parents that you didn't want to become uh, an ace-level trainer. And you just hear the massive, overwhelming disappointment in their voice. And you hear your brother speak up. He goes, Well, you know, she can do whatever she wants. She can be whatever she wants to be. She doesn't have to follow in our steps. Let her do what she wants. Yeah, that would sound about right and as you continue for forward you hear the conversation that you had on the docks of the SSN and he goes are you are you sure that you want me to come with you to the Johto and then you you hear yourself reply yeah plus you've always wanted to get away for like a few moments and go to Johto and you know find a few trainers to beat up. So yes, come with me. It's a perfect excuse. And you can see your buddy Paolo friend that's in the Johto reason. Who's it's... <laughs> well, <laughs> never could keep anything from you, could I? Nope. <laughs> well, I guess I'll I guess I'll join you then. I hear and see everything. And by me, I mean <laughs> duper. Not a pussy tail. <laughs> of course the little scamp does, doesn't he? Sometimes it really amazes me considering how and where I found this guy. <laughs> and you hear the sound of footsteps aboarding the SSN. How is Amelia herself feeling upon hearing all these conversations? Ah! Uh, it hurts. Because in a denial accepting way pretty much have known that everything and everyone I've ever known is gone there's still the sense of maybe my brother also made it but there's also the chance that he didn't make it but I also accept the fact that there's nothing I could have done nor can I do to change it yeah and you feel the breeze kind of swaying the fields of grain as you walk over to the, the the archway of hedge as you see the little kind of tranquil-looking blue floet standing there waiting for you. Definitely got some tears down my face 
And I hold out my hand so it kind of floats above my hand. Yeah, it floats above your hand. Raise it up to my face and be like, you know, you didn't have to show me what I already know and expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things I know. Gotta learn the hard way, yada yada. But still, it was nice to hear his voice again. And I let her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright, fine. And she just kind of places this small little crystalline blue flower in your hands as the blue petals encompass you and bring all three of you to the base of the tree. So we'll say that the two of you who are watching could not hear what Amelia was hearing when she was in the fields. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, so you guys are all standing in front of the elder tree. And you see the little so there were crystalline flowers embedded into the trunk of the elderwood tree that are similar to the ones that you have gained and you see each one bright they like each one kind of shines in the order that you guys collected them in and you see a small little shelf kind of emerge out from underneath each one of the embedded flowers I guess we put them in the corresponding order. Yeah. Yellow, red, blue, right? Yep. I think yep. so, yeah. Because yours was yellow, then mine was red. So, yeah. Okay. Give me just a second to figure out what this freaking tree says. See, the tree can talk. I knew it was magic. <laughs> so, as you place the flowers into each of the... The corresponding shelves you see the leaves of the tree start to shimmer once again with vibrant flowers as the voice resonates into your mind filled with a sense of satisfaction and approval it goes bravo courageous travelers you have embraced the trials of your past navigated the complexities of time and demonstrated your inner vitality and you see the branches of this tree almost seem to reach outward towards you as it continues. As you stand before me now, you have proven your worthiness to unlock the door that leads to ancient secrets. With the three blossom keys that you hold, you may now unveil the path that awaits you. Open the door and reveal what lies beyond. May the wisdom you seek guide your steps and illuminate your future. And with these words, the tree kind of watches you as you guys are just standing around it. As this one little branch reaches down and has a small little key attached to it. That is, if I can look in a second, what the answer to that riddle was. I don't remember where I put it. I think it was <laughs> in my Google Docs. Um, while this is happening, I'm going to kind of look at Zephyr and be like, didn't your Pokemon kind of get their butts kicked? We're not going to talk about that. Okay, the moment you say that and the tree <laughs> is like illuminate, I'm like, hey, 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 tree dude. Yes. 
Can you heal his Pokemon? You kind of beat the snot out of him. Why, of course. <laughs> they were healed the second you were brought back to me. Thank you. Yes, I'm very grateful. Come on, come on. Where is my thing? Your poor, your poor butt face just like... <laughs> <laughs> Poor butt face over there, just like I didn't hear no bell. Oh my god! So uh, the key that is draped off of this singular branch that reaches down is almost—it it has a little key, like circle ring thing. And then as it comes uh, as it comes out, you see it almost takes the form of a small little thorn that is in the shape of a knife. Mm. <laughs> thorn knife. <laughs> I guess we take it and I guess I guess go back to the door to unlock it to put it in the keyhole. Yeah, so you take the key and you hear in your heads as you as you continue to leave good luck in your adventures young ones and hope you stand the test of time as i have me too (laughs) (laughs) as the tree kind of you know fades into the distance as you go back into the forest and we're gonna leave our session there for the night And there you have it, fellow trainers. We want to extend a heartfelt thank you for joining us on this incredible journey through Sinnoh. Your support and enthusiasm mean the world to us. Remember, you can stay connected with Pokemon Aftermath on our social media platforms. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for exciting updates, behind-the-scenes glimpses, and more. Follow the links in the episode's description below. Plus, join us on our vibrant community Discord server. Link also provided in the episode's description. In our Discord server, you can share your wildest theories about the podcast, interact with fellow fans and the cast, and discuss your favorite moments from the show. It's a perfect place to dive deeper into the world of Pokemon Aftermath and become a part of our ever-growing community. If you have any thoughts, feedback, or even some amazing fan art to share, we'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email at PokemonAftermathPOD at gmail.com. Your input truly makes this journey even more special. And don't forget, on Spotify, you can engage with the show directly through our interactive polls and Q&A questions featured in every episode. Your opinions matter, so join the conversation and be a part of the adventure. Now, once again, thank you for being part of the Pokemon Aftermath community. Stay tuned for more thrilling episodes and captivating stories that await us on the road ahead.